Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. We survived the Nor'easter. About 14, 15 inches of snow, but somehow we made it and we're ready to go in this Super Bowl week. Uh, Barry Sanders, the Hall of Famer, will join us coming up a little bit later on. The uh, great musician, big time Chiefs fan. Melissa Etheridge has a Super Bowl song with her Kansas City Chiefs. And Danny Sheridan, USA Today sports betting analyst, will help you for entertainment purposes only. Heading into the big game coming up this weekend. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country. Good morning. And Peacock, our TV partner. Download the app and you can watch all three hours for free. Normally, I let McLovin come up with a poll question. Or at least he has some suggestions. And about 10 minutes ago, I said to the Danettes, Hey, I think I have a poll question here. And Paulie goes, save it. And I go, okay. So this has to do with Brady and Mahomes as my poll question today. For some reason, I thought it was a great idea last night. I don't know if it's a great idea this morning. Yes, Paulie. That's why you never think. You just say things on there. We give our poll questions about a minute or two of Mm. thought, and then we present them to you. I know, but I like to give a little more thought than you guys do. Doesn't work. Okay. Here's my poll question. Potential poll question. Suggestion for a poll question. Maybe it's not a poll question. Would you rather have the career of Tom Brady or sign up for what you believe will be the career of Patrick Mahomes? (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I put that out there, first of all, to the other side of the room with the Danettes. We'll go around the room and be honest with me. Todd, you got 10 seconds. I would totally take Tom Brady because we already know what he's accomplished. No, no, no. I want to know how good the poll question is. I don't care what your opinion is. (laughs) I like the poll question. Thank you, Todd. 
Yes, Seton. I'm not really that into it. Okay, I'll let you expound upon that. Because it just seems crazy to me. You could either be the greatest of all time or maybe the greatest of all time. Why wouldn't you be the greatest of all time? Well, what if Mahomes goes 6-0? and Then all of a sudden he's the greatest of all time. Maybe. Yeah. Well, at least you're in the conversation there. Yeah, but he would still, wouldn't he have to make it to 10? Well, Jordan didn't. I mean, if we're going to look at LeBron when he's all said and done, LeBron might not have six, but he might have 11 appearances or 12 appearances in the finals, and that might be enough to push him over the edge. But yeah, McLovin. I love it because you hit a sub-theme that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, but he's never been the most talented quarterback. That's Aaron Rodgers. Mahomes is a combo of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. He's going to have all the success, plus he's going to be known as the most talented guy. All right, and you did that in under 15 seconds. Yes, Paul. It it may seem obvious that it's Tom Brady initially, but Tom Brady has losses on his record. Like you said, if Mahomes can somehow win six, Brady had three at age 28. But then he had none for the next eight years. Mm -hmm. And go back real quick to Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson said the other day if he could take any quarterback all time to start his team, he did not say Tom Brady. Yeah, he said Patrick Mahomes. Fair question. Yes, Yeah, but like two years ago, it was going to be Aaron Rodgers because he was the most talented to ever play the position. Like it changes. By the time Patrick Mahomes' career is over, he's not going to be the most talented person to play the position anymore. Some new guy that everybody's crazy over is going to be that guy. But unlike Rodgers... He could have more Super Bowls. You know, Rodgers will never win this argument. He might be the most talented, but hey, you went to one, you got one Super Bowl ring. People will not acknowledge you as the greatest quarterback of all time. It, it's, it's Brady, and then you go down to Montana, and then whoever else you want to factor in there. But I, I think it is interesting that the Chiefs are set up to win multiple Super Bowls. Here they are again. If, you know, you don't have the offsides penalty against the Patriots, they would have been in that Super Bowl as well. And then you would have three in a row, perhaps, with this team. And I think because of that, with Andy Reid's age, you have Tyree Kill and Kelsey and Mahomes locked up with their contracts. Feels like that's a pretty good head start there. If you were saying, would you rather have the potential of Mahomes and what he'll do in his career, or you can sign off and know. Although we don't know what's going to happen with Brady this weekend. Because if he adds another Super Bowl here, it may not matter. Because he will have gone through Breeze, Rodgers, Mahomes. Although you can say going through Breeze, that's not the Hall of Fame version of Breeze. But you're going to go through Mahomes and you're going to go through Aaron Rodgers during his MVP season. Yes, Paulie. Going back to Tom Brady's record, at age 27, he had Super Bowl wins at age 24, 26, and 27. Then from 28 to 36, he won zero Super Bowls which you would think would be his prime. He won them early and won them late. Got to give Eli Manning a couple credit there. Is this going to be a landslide, though, that people are, everybody's going to take Tom Brady on this poll question? But then I don't know if you have people who refuse to side with Tom Brady on anything that, you know, for some reason he's polar, polarizing. You don't get Giselle with this either, by the way. You do not. Yes, McClellan. I mean, Tom didn't do that much on the first three Super Bowl teams. That's just a fact. They were not a high-flying offense. He didn't win his first MVP until 07. Mahomes is already, like, throwing 50 touchdowns. Okay. So I, I think there's a strong argument for Mahomes. It is, I, it is tough to beat Tom. <laughs> He'll win, but I don't think it's a landslide. You know, the, the thing is that will amaze a lot of people, the first year that Tom Brady was an All-Pro, and I'll have Polly check this, was 30 years of age. That's correct. He made some Pro Bowls, but he was not an All-Pro, which means you're the best guy in the sport. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a difference. When we talk about the Pro Bowl, that that pales in comparison to being a All-Pro. All-Pro means you're the best quarterback. Pro Bowl means you could be the seventh best quarterback because four other guys decided that they weren't going to play in the Pro Bowl. Yes, Eden. So are we overrating Tom Brady? <laughs> I mean, if he, he did nothing in those first three Super Bowls, they basically won with or without him. So those rings really don't count. He was just sort of along for the ride. I'm not overrating him. I think that those things mattered. I think it mattered <laughs> greatly with what he did in that uh, two-minute drive that John Madden, the esteemed John Madden, said they should be playing for overtime, given you know that Brady is inexperienced quarterback there, and he let him down. They kicked the game-winning field goal. Yes, we He threw a couple screen passes oh. to Kevin Falk. It's not like he reinvented the game wow. in those drives. Oh, wow. I think Vinatieri was the hero. It's the, that... Well, he was. Vinatieri might be underrated. Also, if the dumb tuck rule did exist, we wouldn't even be having this You're conversation. Right. You're right. Yes, Paul. Uh, Tom Brady's first year where he went to the Super Bowl in 2001, in three playoff games, he threw one touchdown pass. All right. It got better after that. But that, yeah, three games, they were 3-0, obviously, because they won the Super Bowl. He threw one touchdown and one pick. His numbers didn't really spike in the playoffs till a couple years later. Well, maybe that's when Belichick was winning Super Bowls for the Patriots, and then Tom started winning Super Bowls for the Patriots. That's that's the interesting part here is, you know, Belichick's a defensive guy, former defensive coordinator, and, you know, that first Super Bowl, they definitely, they were 14-point underdogs against the Rams. The greatest show on turf, and they played great defense, physical defense against those wide receivers and ended up winning that game. They were a defensive-minded team, and then all of a sudden, fast forward where they get in a shootout with uh, Jake DeLome in a Super Bowl in Houston or the Eagles Super Bowl game where they lose that one when Brady did everything you could possibly do, but the defense did nothing. Yeah, Paul. That first Super Bowl, t- Kurt Warner had 365 yards and a touchdown. Brady had 145 yards and a touchdown. Brady won. Are you guys okay with this poll question? You can sign up for Brady's career or you can invest in their stocks. So you already have a stock that's a really high price. Or you can get the game. Patrick Mahomes' GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize over the weekend, my son said, hey, I got to go to GameStop. I lost the headset for Call of Duty or something. GameStop was closed. Like it was all boarded up. Oh, they're out of business? Well, the one that we went to, and I thought, wait, I thought that they're flourishing with this stock price. And then I realized, no, not the case. It's not GameStop. It's game over. Pull up right where GameStop used to be. And I go, well, signs down. I don't think you're getting anything in here. Yes, McLovin. I thought you were going to do like Mahomes is Tesla or Apple and uh, Brady's <laughs> IBM or something. I think John Walford is GameStop, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have Mahomes as Tesla... You can do that. But then who's Brady? Is Apple? Apple? Apple stocks are taking off in the early 2000s, much like Brady. Actually, I made that up, but that sounds about right. Yes, yeah, yeah, so Mahomes would be Tesla, okay. right? Because he just went through the roof and made $11 to the billion. Dollars. Yeah. yeah, to the moon. To the moon. Yeah, diamond hands. Yeah. Um, and Tom is... Apple, and you know, Apple's on a little bit of a downtick lately. It started really Ooh. strong. It's slowly... It's underperforming a little bit, but still there. Tom Brady, question mark, slipping. 
Yes, McLuhan. I did read an article. Apple is like 11% of the American economy is Apple right now. <laughs> I just gave them a dollar. I don't even know what for. Is Tom Brady 11% of the NFL? I love the Mahomes as Tesla, though. So, yes, that makes sense now. I mean, if you look at NFL coverage, there's a lot of Brady there. Oh, yeah, that's and rightfully so, because now they want to bring in Belichick and who had more success. And, and Matt Light, who won three Super Bowls with the Patriots, is going to join us. And I'm just curious, you know, where he where he fits in on this debate with who's more important with the Patriots dynasty. Why is it that we can't accept that both were very important? And depending on the year, depending on the month, depending on the day, one was more important than the other. I know it's no fun (laughs) and I could never get a job at, uh, you know, first things first or whatever those other shows are. Last things first. Uh, Uninvincible, indescribable something, Uh, because I I would have to take a side on this. But I I can look and say Belichick did this at this point. Brady did this at this point. Keep in mind, the ultimate Belichick decision was he decided to stay with Tom Brady after Drew Bledsoe got healthy. This is a $100 million quarterback, and Belichick decided that he was going to stay with the inexperienced Tom Brady. I have to give him credit for that, even though we don't. And I do think that at, I think it became Tom Brady's Patriots in the early going, or maybe half first half of his career, it was Belichick's Patriots. They needed each other. They, they, they needed the system. Belichick was able to kind of exchange players. He always got rid of somebody a year earlier than a year late. Uh, do I think that he helped Brady offensively? No, except for the offensive line had a system there that really helped Brady, but they didn't have marquee players. I mean, they had Randy Moss, but they didn't have great players year in and year out. And that was the genius of Brady. And Belichick, if you can say, boy, he's a defensive-minded guy, he didn't come up with a way to stop the Eagles in the Super Bowl and a backup quarterback in Nick Foles. He never explained why he would bench his best defensive back, or at least one of those, in Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, putting them at a distinct disadvantage there. I, I, you know, I, I side with both here, just depending on what, you know, what's the era we're talking about, which team are we talking about? Because I do think that Belichick played a large role, significant role in certain years with the Patriots, not as much in other ones because Brady played a more significant role. That's just always been my thought on this. Yes, Paulie. It's really fun to go back and look at the Boston Globe and other places when Belichick decided he was going to start Brady after Bledsoe came back from injury. There's, it's not the most popular decision. And if you go back to no. Tom's first season, his first three games where Brady took over, he had zero touchdowns in three games, was a 50% passer. And then he went on a run where he just kind of took off. By the way, the Dan Patrick Show newsletter available daily, and it comes out at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. You sign up, go to danpatrick.com. All you have to do is put your email address in the box that slides out in the bottom right corner, and uh, the backroom guys will make sure you get it. They do a great job in recapping the day's events and all the interviews there that we have, everything that's going on in the uh, in the show. And certainly during Super Bowl week, Chad from Traeger is in town and uh, he's going to fire up the Traeger on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. 
So that's pretty good. I've imported. We couldn't go to Tampa, so I brought Chad up from Florida so he could uh, cook us some grub on the Traeger. Also, a new exclusive episode today of my podcast, That Scene. It's available only on Amazon Music. I uh, spoke with James Vanderbeek about his role as Mox in Varsity Blues. So we talk about everything uh, working with John Voight to uh, him actually needing a phonetic pronunciation of, I don't want your life. (laughs) He showed me the script where he had somebody who had to write it out phonetically of how he was supposed to say, I don't want your life. And then he, we had a zoom call and he held it up and you could see where they wanted him to emphasize it a little bit more, but uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Some of the other episodes available everywhere. Uh, Randall Park, who played uh, Kim Jong-un, Uh, The Dictator in a movie. Uh, We also did a podcast with him. Uh, Sophia Lillis uh, about her role in the film It. So check them out wherever you get your podcast. But uh, James Vanderbeek mocks in Varsity Blues. All right, so we got our poll question. Are we good on that, McLovin? I love it, but you have to give the updates throughout the show. No, no, no. I'll call on you. I can't do that. Okay, I I got it then. Okay. Yeah, so the question is, whose career would you want, Tom Brady and everything he's accomplished, or Patrick Mahomes and everything that he might accomplish when it's all said and done? That's the question, right? Yeah. I like it. It's still fluid because you got Brady who says he wants to play a few more years here. That's an interesting caveat. Yeah. What, What if they have three more Super Bowls against each other? All right, so we'll check in with Matt Light, who uh, won three Super Bowls with the Patriots. Barry Sanders will join us. The uh, great odds maker, Danny Sheridan, will stop by. Melissa Etheridge, I believe, has a new Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl song for us. She's going to bring her guitar and join us a little bit later on. I do want to dive into the Atlanta Hawks. L.A. Lakers game, and really it was uh, maybe the game within the game because LeBron got into an altercation with uh, four courtside fans, at least one who was not covering her face with a mask, were ejected from last night's game between the Lakers and the Hawks. There was a uh, verbal spat with LeBron James. A husband and wife, they exchanged words with LeBron in the fourth quarter, and that prompted the ejection. And then the... uh, the uh, woman posted a video on her Instagram account. This is after she was kicked out. And uh, she could be heard saying, shut the bleep up. Don't talk to my husband like that. While standing on the sideline with her mask pulled down below her chin, someone off camera can be heard asking her to put her mask on, which is required of all fans attending NBA games this season. She wrote, effing loser in a text box uh, to the accompanying video with her camera pointed at LeBron James. Here is uh, LeBron James speaking about the incident courtside last night. I don't want to say he went overboard, but he went a little bit out of bounds, uh, you know, too close to, to comfort for me. And I said my piece, and we could have moved on. Um, but I think it was so close to the officials. I think the official heard it as well, what he just said. Um, and it kind of got blown out of proportion. All righty. LeBron taking the high road. I think he referred to as uh, Karen was really, really mad after, uh, after the game. But here are the fans. You get to go to a game, and all of a sudden, you want to get into a verbal altercation with LeBron James. This is what Elsie had to say about the incident. I don't feel like it was warranted to be kicked out. There was a, a, you know, a back and forth between two grown men. Uh, and, you know, we said our piece, he said his piece, I said my piece. And then when someone else jumped into it and, and, and said their piece. But I didn't, I didn't think they were, you know, should have been kicked out. 
<laughs> now he got into I, I, this wasn't a verbal altercation with the Cleveland Cavaliers executive who courtside was cheering loudly when LeBron missed a shot at the end of the third quarter the other night. And then LeBron went off and outscored the Cavs in the fourth quarter. This felt a little more personal, a little bit more in your face. And uh, this couple, they were going to let LeBron know. And then, you know, the the wife says, look, my husband, uh, we've been season ticket holders for whatever, a decade. And my husband has a problem with LeBron. You know, basically I don't, but you'd never know it from watching the video last night. And LeBron said, man, I, I mean, I miss that, uh, you know, the fan interaction, you know, when they're yelling at you, get you, you know, motivated. But uh, she, uh, she went after him pretty good last night. Yeah, Paul. LeBron did mention that. Uh, there's a difference. Uh, some people on the sidelines have a couple alcoholic beverages. Oh, yeah. no he, goes, we don't, he goes, we don't have those on the court. Built Bar, simply the best tasting protein bar around. There's 18 amazing flavors, mint brownie, coconut almond, pumpkin chocolate chip cookie. You'll believe me when you taste it. Go to BuiltBar.com. You might not even believe me when you go to BuiltBar.com. Promo code DP for 20% off. You might go, this is even better than what he said. 20 after the hour. Matt Light, who uh, was an offensive tackle with the Patriots. We'll get his thoughts on Danny Amendola said this yesterday. He was on Fox Sports, I believe, and he said, uh, hey, the Patriot way is Tom Brady. You know, when you see Patriot way in the dictionary, it's Tom Brady. It's nobody else. It's not Bill Belichick. And I think that sort of reignited this discussion here of who's more important for the you know Patriot success. Uh, Barry Sanders a little bit later on as well. And uh, we look forward to Melissa Etheridge back with us with another Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl song. 21 after the hour, just getting started. Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. When I get to the studio every morning, I hit the ground running. And uh, I want to know what's the lead story. What are the angles we're covering? Guest list. Uh, maybe Todd has said something that's, uh, you know, I don't agree with or it's silly or stupid. But I get my energy up. I'm ready to go. Fired up. You're it's, able to ignore me and move forward. And that's true. Positive. Well, I can move right past you in a, in a little quicker. You're it, very good at that. M-Drive, the supplement for guys who want to stay on top. Powerful ingredients backed by science. They get me energized. Listen to me. Listen to this energy right now. There's nobody on radio right now my age. You're sounds out of control like right now. No. Actually, there's nobody on radio my age. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I, we're competitive here. We want to we wanna win all the time. But uh, to do this, to be the best, no plans on slowing down, takes drive. So how do you feel today? You tired? Sluggish? You want to work out? Try M-Drive. Talking to me personally? Yes, you. Yes. Do I look sluggish and tired? And maybe a little did bit. Did you work out yesterday? You spent the entire day and night here in the man cave. I did a couple of sets of bicep curls, which Paulie would appreciate, not doing any other body parts. And I may have taken a couple of foul shots on the basketball. Get M-Drive at All Greens, Rite Aid, Vitamin Shop, or go to mdrivedan.com today. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Former Patriot wide receiver Danny Amendola was on First Things First on Fox Sports 1 yesterday morning, and he was asked about the Patriot way, and the former wide receiver had this to say. When you see Patriot way in the dictionary, it's going to have Tom Brady's name next to it. Uh, None of those coaches threw any passes. None of those coaches caught any passes. None of those coaches made any tackles. They got guys in the right position because they watch a lot of film and they spend all their time at the facility. But uh, but Tom Brady is the Patriot way, and that's and that's the reason why Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now, and 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 uh, the Patriots aren't. All righty, sounds like a smooth segue to bring in Matt Light. Spent a decade there with the Patriots, won three Super Bowls there. Founder of the Light Foundation, and Matt kind enough to join us. What did you make of Amendola's comments there, Matt? I mean, it kind of sounded a little bit like an angry elf, right? (laughs) One of those South Pole elves, you know. uh, Maybe he was trying to make a point there about something and uh, seems to be working. You know, look, when I was there, you know, my 11 seasons with Bill 
you know, it was a roller coaster of emotions. There were days where you didn't want to hear it from Bill. You didn't want to hear the early morning. All right, look, you guys are terrible. We're never going to win a game if you guys keep playing like this. This is the worst football I've ever seen. Here, let's watch Light 700 times screwing up a block. You know, like it gets old. And by the way, it can get really personal, especially when you mix in contract talk, right? And the fact that guys do give up you know, the ability to potentially go make more money elsewhere. So is it personal with him at this point right now? Sure seems like it, but I think there's some truth in what he says, though. You know, to me, if somebody asked me who embodies and who is the face of the Patriot way, kind of hard to argue the point that it's Tom Brady. Take me back to the decision when Belichick decided to stay with Brady even when Drew Bledsoe came back from that injury. So 2001, you've just paid Drew. He's one of the highest paid players in the game, and you got a guy you're not quite sure how good he is, and Brady's won a few games, and then he decides to stay with him. As a teammate and an all, you know somebody blocking for these quarterbacks, what did you think of that move at the time? Yeah, I mean, it was it was like, okay, we had the Mo Lewis hit heard around the world. You know, we have the $100 million man, you know, largest contract, I think, at the time in NFL history. And we had the backup to the backup, right? I mean, Tommy wasn't number two in camp. He was number three. I think it was Michael Bishop. And I, I don't know, I've been hit a lot. But, you know, so... You know, yeah, I mean, it was it was an interesting point in time. I can remember, though, in that season, we were on the road playing in Washington, and we almost came back in the fourth quarter to win a road game that at the time, it was still kind of unknown. Can he do it? Can he not do it? You know, when's Drew going to be back? But even though we didn't win that game on the road, everybody felt you know, that, that Tommy had what it was going to take after that game. And then you fast forward to the AFC championship game and he leaves with an injury comes, you know, Drew Bledsoe comes back in, he's throwing darts down the sideline. And then we're going to the Super Bowl with no week in between. I mean, it was chaos, but um, you know, look, as weird as that situation was, it was really clear that Tom Brady was the leader, but be honest. After the AFC title game, Bledsoe comes in, throwing darts. You guys win. You're going to the Super Bowl. If I would ask you then, who do you want to start that Super Bowl, who would you have picked? You know, honestly, you kind of had to go. I mean, I felt terrible for the situation for Drew Bledsoe. I mean, here we are going to a Super Bowl. This guy's put in so much work in the National Football League and comes back in for that you know, AFC championship game and picks up right where he left off. But even with that said, as much as I love Drew Bledsoe, you know, I, I really felt like Tommy earned the right to have that opportunity at that point. But he didn't throw any touchdowns in the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> it's a stat that I didn't know. I mean, you wouldn't know that if you were in our locker room, right? Uh, and by the way, you're talking to an offensive lineman. I mean, uh, you know, just point me in the right direction, coach. You know, wind me up and let me go. But how much credit do you give Belichick? Belichick doesn't get credit for making this move, right? I mean, as much as we can say, well, who's more responsible for the Patriots' success, Belichick or Brady? Belichick made the ultimate decision to start Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. I mean, he's got to get credit for that. Yeah, and and what a huge point too. I mean, you look at the the previous season or two, right? And 
you know, the lack of kind of people buying into the Patriot way and what it meant and and the idea that, you know, we're going to sacrifice a lot more than just what some other teams were doing and how they prepared. Because when you come to New England, you give up quite a bit, you know, especially kind of, you know, who you are in some ways. Everything gets muted for the benefit of the overall organization. But, yeah, I mean, look, Bill's made some unbelievably tough calls that, you know, seemed kind of uncharacteristic for a head coach to make. I mean, I think about, you know, that season in 2002, I think it was. It was the following year after we won the Super Bowl. Lawyer Malloy gets shipped down to, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo the desert, right? And, you know, he was the best – one of our one of our leaders. I mean, clearly one of our leaders and one of the guys that everybody looked to. I mean, that blew my mind. So, you know, you never knew what to expect, but at the end of the day – you know, what we did know is that Bill talked a lot about the decisions he makes are what's in the best interest of the team. And I know that that's something that coaches say, but I truly believe that that's what Bill and his entire staff do, even though it seems strange at, at times. How much of a role did Belichick have in your tenure there with the Patriots with the offense? Uh, you know, it's, it's, in, it, it's an interesting question because – you know, we had really strong people that were coaching the offensive side of the ball, right? Like I, I look back and, you know, Charlie Weiss, you know, you know, he was going to tell coach what he wanted to do and why he thought that was the way to go. And, and, and there's always struggles on a coaching staff, right? The offensive line coach is pushing for more pass plays. The quarterback, especially Tom Brady, and the quarterback coaches are all looking for different ways to, you know, get fancy and cute with the ball. And, and so there's a struggle on, on play calls and how we open and who's really the offensive coordinator on some staffs. But Bill – you know, to answer your question, Bill Belichick had a lot to do with our offense. Okay. You know, everybody talks about him as a defensive coach, but, you know, Bill really understands, you know, not just the scheme, but but how the other side is going to look at, you know, defending against what you do best, right? And Bill's a big proponent of, hey, here's the three things that we have to do. That That's what we did before every matchup. Here's what we have to do offensively. Here's what we have to do on the defensive side of the ball, and here's what we have to do on special teams. And there'll be three points to each week as we prepared. So, you know, he he knew as much on the offensive side uh, as he certainly did on the defensive side. Who do you think is most responsible for what happened in those two decades in New England? I mean, look, I think if, if anybody looks at this season and tries to – make a comparison at this point in time. How about this, Matt? How about this? How about this? You can have Belichick as your coach or Brady as your quarterback. This is your rookie year. Yeah, I mean, you got to go with Bill Belichick for a lot of reasons, right? Um, can, Can he win without Tom Brady? Yeah, I think he can. I mean, we did it in 2008, right? If you want a case study to look at, you know, we had... A guy in Matt Castle, you know, who filled in, did a great job. Same coach, same Bill Belichick, right? So I don't look at what happened this season and try to compare it in in the realm of who's more important, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. Look, those are two of the most dynamic people to play in the game, right? But you think you could have won Super Bowls with Bledsoe? Yeah, yeah, I think we could have for sure. Okay. You know, yeah. I wouldn't put either one of those guys down, right? I mean, but it is a system, right? New England is a system 
kind of scheme. I mean, it always has been, always will be with Bill Belichick as the head coach. But Tom's the, the system, came, though. He's a system unto himself, isn't he? He is now. He is now. Okay. And and look, he has been for a long time. So, you know, look, is it, there's no surprise that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, right? The fact that he went to Tampa kind of shocked me. You know, there's a lot of things that I found interesting. I didn't think that you know, I wasn't somebody that said, hey, just because Tom Brady's in Tampa, they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but it's not a surprise. Do you ever have a, a, a drink with Belichick? <laughs> I've been drinking around him. I'm not sure <laughs> I, I saw him. I remember when the transition happened and he went from like only football and everything in football to then the Bill Belichick that we kind of know now today that will maybe go down to the islands and, and enjoy a little bit more golf. So I've seen him relax and cut loose. Do you have a, a Belichick story that I haven't heard? <laughs> I've got a vault. But you friend. can't get in trouble now, Matt. Oh, listen. You, I, I, you I just looked over your shoulder when I asked you that question as if, <laughs> as if there was somebody there going, Matt, don't do that. Yeah. Like PR well, stuff. <laughs> my wife was worried that I was going to get fired or let go every week. Every week, because I was always up to something that was no good. <laughs> All right. Give me a Belichick so, story. All right. So uh, there was a time, and I've told this before, but this is a great one. There was a time we we're at the Pro Bowl, and we had one of my teammates that was there as well, and he came as an alternate. And I told him while he was hanging out with a lot of guys that were more tenured than he, that when you're at the Pro Bowl, you don't pay for drinks. And especially if, you're, if your coaching staff is there. I said, hey, look, here's Bill's room. And I, I made it a point to get Bill's room number. And I said, just fill it out, put his room number on there, and, and sign his name. So I thought it would be funny. I didn't think he would actually do it. But, hey, we're just having fun, a little conversation. Well, I, about five hours later, and after he'd been hanging out with all the old timers who were already putting all their drinks on his bill anyway, which he didn't know. <laughs> yeah, the young bucks never figured that out until it's too late. I see him walking from one side of the pool area to the other to hand Bill the check card. <laughs> it's in his hand. And I'm the only person in the whole area that knew what was happening. So I remember I grabbed... <laughs> I grabbed one of my teammates. I'm like, bro, you've got to see this. You have no idea what's about to happen, but it's going to get weird. <laughs> and and he walks up. He's like, I appreciate you, Bill. I appreciate you. And Bill has no idea what he's talking about, but he did sign it and he did pay for it. Uh, Brady uh, was a pretty good beer chugger, right? He, one of the best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ross Tucker said that he was, uh, he, he was up there. Yeah. You, you won't. <laughs> You won't see any evidence of that. I think that stopped many years ago, about the time the whole TB12 method came out. Apparently water <laughs> saves you from getting a burn more than alcohol. So, what, what if we were doing shots of kale? Do you think that he would be <laughs> great at chugging kale? <laughs> Just stay away from strawberries and everything else is okay. <laughs> but he wasn't different or strange when you were there. Um, no, I mean, look, it, he's always had his method. I mean, from the very beginning. As a matter of fact, before... Before he was ever the starter, when I got to New England, the only person I knew in the New England region was a guy named Dave Nugent, who I went to Purdue with and was a roommate and came in with a class the year before with Tom Brady. So, you know, I got to see Tommy, 
you know, as the guy driving the yellow Jeep that was given to him by the dealer that wasn't the starter. And but but even then, you know, the guy always had a method to everything he did and was always trying to do it at a very high level. But what happens when he shows up with Giselle? Were you were you still there when Giselle makes her first appearance or you find out Brady is dating Giselle? Yeah, yeah, I was there when they were married. I mean, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, there were there were some other interesting moments before that too that that you know we we poke fun at. But yeah, yeah, man, we we saw the whole transformation <laughs> and the clothes and uh, like th- just everything about him. He he had a makeover, right? Well, now 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 you're gonna force me to do this, okay? So <laughs> imagine this for me, Dan. Okay. I'm an offensive lineman. I roll out of bed at 6 a.m. We have a team meeting at 7 a.m. every single day. If you're late, you're probably going to be fired. And we've actually seen evidence of that in the form of a running back, right? So you're not going to be late. But when I roll out of bed as an offensive lineman, fat, sweaty, sloppy, I don't do anything other than just put on whatever was laying next to my bed. I walk into the facility. I drop all that stuff, put on my workout stuff, and I walk into the meeting, right? Let me contrast that with a Tom Brady. When Tom Brady walks in, and on this particular day, he comes in with the skinny jeans that taper all the way to a very (laughs) tight point with the designer boots that were made by Tom Ford, custom designed, you know, uh, unbelievable leather, the whole nine polished to the nth degree. On the upper half of him, he's wearing a cardigan. I'm, I'm, I'm talking straight out of like Mr. Rogers cardigan. And this cardigan has a giant lapel. It's got wool knitted by some Sherpa in the Himalayas. It has hand-carved buttons the size of, like, my hand that are really cool looking. And I'm kind of angry that this is what I see walking in. So I bust his chops all the time. And on this particular day, I decided it was a good opportunity for me to go to his locker while he was working on becoming a better player and studying plays. And I put on his so-called Sherpa cardigan, and I went and I worked out in it. Now, the fun part is, is that the only thing I put on was the cardigan. Literally the only thing I put on. So when he was driving home to his beautiful place in Boston, where I knew he wasn't going to be able to get away from the ickiness of me sending a picture of working out in that cardigan, I took a lot of joy in that. Did he keep it? I think he'd probably burn it on the side of 93 going to Boston. Uh, It's great to touch base with you again, Matt. Hope you're doing well. And uh, the Light Foundation as well. Um, You know, thanks for joining us. We love the stories. Well, I appreciate it. And listen, the best storyline of this Super Bowl is ShermFightsForFreedom.org. Anthony Sherman, fullback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's giving away his truck. Anybody can get an opportunity to take home that man's truck. And he's one of the, the best guys on that team, one of the leaders. And if you go to that website, ShermFightsForFreedom.org, you'll be supporting the fight against human trafficking and supporting our military. So cool little backstory on him. He's a North uh, Attleboro, Massachusetts guy, and we wish him luck and love the fact that he's doing what he's doing. Uh, give me that address again. Sherm Fights for Freedom. Anthony Sherman, his truck, anybody can get an opportunity. It's a giveaway. There's also cool prizes because his teammates are jumping in. I oh, hear great. that Pat Mahomes is jumping in on this too, but Kelsey's in, he's signing jerseys. We got country music artists, the whole nine. So it's a cool giveaway. You're a good man, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, Dan. That's Matt Light, former Patriots offensive tackle. A nice little appearance out of nowhere. 
Yes, Paulie. I know we got to go to break. I'm nominating that as the whole placeholder for segment wow. of the year. Oh, wow. I'll put it out there. Did that just top Sal Palantonio? And tag team. I really believe Ooh. so. Laughs per minute, no doubt. Play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. 
what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play. The play is going to play. Of the day. Brother, I got it. Check this out. Eight seconds to go. Paul on the dribble. Gets around Kleba to the baseline. Now back to Booker. Right wing three. On the way. Good for Devin Booker. He canned it with one and a half seconds to go. The Suns take the one-point lead. Suns beat the Mavs by one on the last second shot by Devin Booker. Booker was one of seven former Kentucky players to score at least 20 points last night. That's the most from any college on a single night in NBA history. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, Anthony Davis, uh, Keldon Johnson, Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, and Julius Randle. By the way, that clip courtesy of KTAR, Suns Radio Network. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by M-Drive, the supplement I take every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. Energize stronger, leaner. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. That light was fun. It's always great to get former players and just get out of the way and let them tell stories. And you certainly had that last last segment with him. Barry Sanders will join us coming up uh, next hour. Been a while since I've spoken to Barry. Uh, you know, you got Matthew Stafford on his way to Los Angeles, and you're bringing in Jared Goff. I think Barry was involved in this conversation. I don't know how much of a role he played in the decision, but I think that uh, Barry was at least in the building with the team. I was looking at some numbers with Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, in a 10-year period, rushed for 15,000 yards. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So 10 years... 89 to 98, Barry rushed for 15,000 yards, most in any 10-year span in NFL history. And he rushed for over 1,000 yards in all 10 of his NFL seasons. In the 22 years since his retirement, the Lions have had just four individual 1,000-yard seasons. Yes, Paul. Barry averaged 100 yards a game in his second-to-last season, second-to-last at age 29, he ran for 2,053 yards, averaging 6.1 yards a carry. Yeah. He averaged 128 yards a game at age 29. But losing will do that to you, though, where even though he was great at what he was doing, and probably, I think he six playoff games, they won one. And I, and I had a great relationship with Barry back then. Uh, from his days at Oklahoma State, to when his car broke down en route to uh, making the announcement he was leaving to go pro after his junior year. But he just didn't, he wanted to win. And he saw Emmett, and I don't know if there was any jealousy with Barry. I, I never heard him say something negative. Even when he could have run, he could have won the rushing title. And I think Wayne Font said, do you want to go back in and win the rushing title? And I think he only needed like 10 yards to beat Christian Okoye. And Barry goes, no, let my backup go in and run. I mean, that, that's as selfless as you could possibly get. But I think the losing really got to him. And he, he didn't have joy when he was doing it. Even though it looked like he was having a whole lot of fun. We had joy watching him. But I think he just got to that point where, and I'll still never forget that, where his agent uh, calls me up and says, you know, Barry's going to be on a flight. He's going to London. 
And this is after they lost a game, the last game, and he says, I, I believe he's going to retire. And Peter Schaefer called me. And I was like, oh, my God. This is a Sunday night, and I'm doing Sports Center. And he's going, I think he's going to retire. And he just, he just wanted to check out. He was just, he's, he's the most unique athlete I've ever been around. Truly is. Most unique athlete I've ever been around. He'll join us coming up here. Uh, <laughs> two more hours to go. Out of nowhere. Write him as we close out the first hour. Friends from Sleep Number have some suggestions. Quality sleep more important than ever as we try to balance life and health in 2021. Not only is it a natural immunity booster, but also helps with energy and recovery. And as we all try to get adjusted to the new normal this year, keep in mind what happened with quality sleepers this past year. Since last March, Sleep IQ sleepers gained an average of 53 hours of more restful sleep. Now, you got to set your goals for sleep and health and wellness and then build upon these goals, but it also helps having the best bed. Proven quality sleep is game-changing sleep, and now save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed Plus special financing on all smart beds. Only for a limited time at Sleep Number stores and at sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. My sleep number setting is 100. Go in and ask about yours. Sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.